world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalizing spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. Andrea is off today, but here I am ready to deliver on our show here. We've got news from finance, U.S., world news, health news, science news, other news, etc., etc. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode. Um... I appreciate y'all filtering in this morning, uh, and we'll be monitoring the chats over there on DLive, Rumble, and Pilled, but thank you everyone else who's joining. Uh, also Facebook, I'll see those. Uh, thanks for everyone else joining. If you are on uh, another platform, including CloudHub and Telegram, uh, or, or watching it later on another service, we appreciate it. Or if you're listening to the audio, that's great. Uh, thank you. So... Um, uh, yeah, today's really interesting. It's June 23rd, 2022, Wonderland, as we call it, as things just have gotten to a point where it's like science fiction. <clears throat> this is unbelievable, um, what we see happening and what we see going on. Uh, we do our best to understand what's going on here by looking at various news sources. We try to find the best ones we can, but, you know, with the amount of disinformation going around, it's really difficult to know what's going on, especially when it comes to international affairs and it seems like everyone's lying, right? So we take all that information and we and analyze it the best we can to provide 
the closest thing to the truth that we can, uh, while the mainstream media fails to do so. Everyone from Fox News to fake news CNN, uh, well, fake news Fox News, let's get real, right? So that's what we do here. Uh, this is just one of our shows, the first show of the day, Monday through Friday, uh, 8.30, uh, we're live 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern in the States here, but you're welcome to join from anywhere around the world. Uh, anyway, tonight, every night, we also have the Daily Dose with Joshua Reed. That is at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, so join that. Josh does a great job at really doing deep analyses of the unfolding global conspiracy and uh, spreading real information, real news, and uh, analyzing exactly what's happening in the world as well. Uh, We also have our Friday show, Conversations on the Fringe, this Friday, tomorrow, uh, 6.30 p.m. Pacific on all of these channels. We're going to be most likely having, well, maybe not most likely, but we may be having an open lines but we may have a last-minute guest schedule, so we're waiting on confirmation there. So tune in tomorrow night. We'll either have a guest to talk about things on the fringe, which includes everything from kind of things that are off the old beaten path of conspiracy or spirituality or science, things like this, uh, to take a break from the uh, rat race, if you will. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, Grandma Revolt, Jenica, Black Jester, yay. Grits, McDav, you guys rock. Thank you for joining me. And then, of course, the Pilt family over there. Slick Shoe, hey, how you doing? Um, yeah, Kevin says hello. He's on a crack today. He's going through changes. He's not taking this. He doesn't like commies. Actually, okay. So, let's jump into it. The stock market here let's take a look at that first we'll start digging into the finance situation see what's happening and then we'll jump into the rest which is u.s world health news uh so without further ado let's jump into that uh let's see here if i do one of these share this all right so yesterday the stock market closed just barely low it was struggling right off the bat but today it's opened up in the green we see the s p 500 is up 0.66 percent the dow is up 0.03 percent nasdaq is up one percent and uh crude oil is at 105 dollars Gold is at 1842 which is still around the same spot silver is at 21 dollars 36 cents and Bitcoin has gone down to 20,470. We're still at this area here, uh, pretty much across the board of kind of flatness, but the long term is what we look at. That's what shows us the trends and whatnot. But interesting, interesting stuff. So yesterday, Powell testified contradicting himself and also contradicting Biden. If you guys remember, he said, uh, You know, he doesn't think that they're going to cause the inflation to go up and the stock market to crash and all this, but he said it could happen. And then he said that the economy and inflation was already in dire straits well before the conflict in Ukraine and Russia started developing, contradicting what Biden says, which is it's Putin inflation or whatever, that it's all Russia's fault, Russia, Russia, Russia. 
right? We all know that uh, that's a scam. Anybody who has a brain can look at the facts and deduce the truth there. I think we're pretty clear on that. And by the way, I say that I am not a Putin lover. I am not a Xi Jinping lover. I'm not a Biden lover. I, uh, I am a truth lover. I love the truth. Truth lover. So that's what I aim for. I don't care if the truth is coming from this way or that. We got to acknowledge the truth. All right. Welcome, Randy. So some interesting key notes about the market. Nothing too uh, much going on today as far as I could tell. Um, but copper is making some moves. People are noting that the LME three-month copper falls more than 3% a ton. The lowest since February 22. So we're seeing commodities fall, which is interesting. This is an indication that maybe manufacturing is not going to be too hot in the future if they're not buying copper, uh, which that's what is indicated here. If the price is going down, that means that there's more supply than uh, demand to a certain extent. More than 3% is a pretty large drop, which I think is why people are pointing this out this morning and they've have been for a couple days um so that's an interesting note this uh like i said could be an indication that manufacturing is going to start to slump because their purchases have already began to slump for future production so that's really interesting not too surprising um let me see my next story here uh it's kind of go getting into that's all we're going to talk about for finance. This is starting to get into a little bit more of, I guess, politics and social issues. I'm starting to see this happen this morning. Hot Worker Summer 2022. This is posted by Justice for Workers over on Twitter. And it says, uh, Barristers vote to strike this month over legal aid funding and teachers threaten to walk out next term unless they get a 12% pay raise as doctor, doctors, bin men, and postmen plot to join summer strikes. This is uh, UK, I believe. So they also say here, Sus Justice for Workers tweeted, Please support cleaners, porters, postroom, and security staff at London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. They are fighting for an end to discrimination and for fair and dignified pay. Um, this is the beginning of this, I think, global protest that we're going to be seeing. Um, they're calling it the LSH... I'm sorry, they're calling it the... <clears throat> LSHTM Strike Fund. It's time for the LSHTM to listen to our demands. Uh, and then somebody below. Uh, could be a long, hot summer. Oh, yeah. Summer of love. Summer of love. So they're planning these general strikes, uh, which... Uh, you know my stance on striking and protesting. Uh, usually, I mean, this is kind of a new stance of mine. Typically, I'm all for it, you know, uh, free speech. It's our right. But I think these types of strikes and what we see happening, happening here, these are utilized as leverage. These are utilized by political people. They're utilized by the enemy in order to benefit them. I don't think this is about the people. Uh, it's clear to me when I see something really taking off on Twitter that it is 
propelled by Twitter and the powers that let things trend, right? Otherwise, they just crush it. Um, giving everybody pay raises as uh, prices of everything go up, it's just going to allow people to buy the same amount of stuff they've been able to. It's not going to make any changes, and it's actually going to continue to inflate and get worse and worse and worse. The sad reality is that one of the ways to make inflation come down is to have people spend less, uh, which means poverty, which means buying less stuff, having less things. Uh, but that's the reality of the situation that we find ourselves in. So this solution that they have of this general strike and give us all more money, good luck. I mean, sure, go ahead. Go. They'll probably get it, and everyone's going to go for it and whatever, maybe. But it's not going to actually solve anything. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you guys have your coffee this morning. It's a nice day over here in the Pacific Northwest. Let me know how all of you guys are doing over there in the in the chats. As I kind of, I'm gonna just do a quick glance here so I don't miss anything. All right. So it's interesting that we see these protests happening. Expect it in the U.S. as well. I'm sure we're gonna see it um, for multiple a multitude of reasons. Um, onward here. This is breaking news this morning. SCOTUS strikes down New York gun control law that required people to show proper cause to get a license to carry a concealed handgun outside their homes. Final vote 6-3. This is great news. Here is Justice Clarence Thomas. The constitutional right to bear arms in public for self-defense is not a second-class right subject to an entirely different body of rules than the, any than the than I'm sorry. Uh, subject to an entirely different body of rules than the other Bill of Rights guarantees. This is a quote from McDonald, 561 U.S. at 780. Pa uh, plura plurality opinion. The exercise of the other constitutional rights does not require individuals to demonstrate to the government officers some special need. The Second Amendment right to carry arms in public for self-defense is no different. The New York's proper cause requirement violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their right to keep and bear arms in public. PP 62-63. Hooray. Hooray. Ray, you can't argue some things when it comes to the Constitution, and uh, it's held up in this case, although they're really trying to undermine it. So congratulations, New York. You don't have to go through these extra strenuous things in order to have your God-given rights. Um, you have them, and that was confirmed today. So that's great. And of course, the left is going absolutely crazy. This is one thing they're going to use to protest here in the States. It's so, I feel so unsafe out in public in New York because I don't know who has a gun and who doesn't. It's like, look, laws aren't going to stop criminals from having guns, but they're going to stop good people from having guns that actually follow laws. So look, give everybody a gun who's trained and wants one and is able and who is uh, responsible, please. Uh, it's, it's good. It's, a, it's the American way. It's the safe way. It's the smart way. It's the constitutional way. That's that's it, and that's that. So this news, <clears throat> this is the best news I have of the day. This is wonderful. This is great for our our gun laws and our constitution, which we knew, we know how it should be. <clears throat> so big win over there in New York. Actually, it's not a big win. It's like this is expected. This is the way it should have gone. But progress. 
All right. <laughs> Onward here. To the drooler in chief. Joe Biden caught running secret lists used to prevent outspoken political opponents from owning guns. By Jim Hoft at the Gateway Pundit. Last October, Joe Biden was caught running secret lists to prevent outspoken critics of the regime from owning or purchasing guns. This week, Senate Republicans endorsed this unconstitutional operation by the Biden regime and voted to give Joe Biden even more power to crack down on his political opposition. On Tuesday evening, the U.S. Senate voted 64 to 34 to advance the Democrats' gun control bill. They come to a final agreement on gun control legislation. 14, Republic 14 Republican senators voted to advance the 80-page gun control bill that none of them read over. Oh, and that includes Roy Blunt, Richard Burr, Shelley Moore, Capito, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, John Cornyn, Joni Ernest, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, Mitt Romney, Tom Tillis, and Todd Young. Shame. Shame on you. Yeah. Uh, the red flag laws by Democrats and rhinos are not meant to stop crime. They are only meant to take guns from legal gun owners. Republicans are promoting and voting in favor of Joe Biden's plan to prevent his political opposition from owning guns. We know this. Joe Biden was caught running secret lists last October to prevent his outspoken critics from owning guns. The Gateway Pundit posted this on, back on in October of 2021. Uh, it looks like uh, some Nazi confiscations, Nazi searches while they have guns pointed at public. Representative Paul Gosar accused Biden's government of maintaining two secret lists that it uses to strip its enemies of their constitutional rights. These enemies, like activists and congressional candidate Laura Loomer, are those Americans who love God, their country, and freedom. Representative Paul Gosar, Republican of Arizona, released a letter this week he sent to Biden's corrupt attorney general Merrick Garland addressing the secret lists he has put in place illegally and unconstitutionally. Paul Gosar's tweet reads, Between the no-fly list and the NICS list, there are two secret lists the government uses to strip American citizens of their constitutional rights, but they do so in secret. With no charges, no hearing, no due process, it is a remnant from Soviet Russia, and it needs to end. And he attached the full document here. Congress of the United States, the Honorable Merrick P. Garland, Attorney General, and the subject is the National Instant Buyback Check System. Dear Attorney, Attorney General Garland, I write to you today, dot, 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 dot. This is from Bahal Gosar to them. You can read the full uh, letter on redpills.tv when we publish our recap later this morning. So Paul Gosar is an absolute badass. One of the few that I put more trust in than anybody else. I think he is a good man. All right. Biden is hiding his plan to rig the 2022 midterm elections. Not hiding it very well. Everybody knows that everything's been rigged so far. The White House is refusing to share details about its coordinated efforts to engage in a federal takeover of election administration. President Biden really does not want the public to know about his federal takeover of election administration. Dozens of members of Congress have repeatedly asked for details to no avail. Good government groups, members of the media, and private citizens have filed requests under the Freedom of Information Act. Not a single one has been responded to. All signs indicate a concerted effort to keep the public in the dark until the, until at least after the November midterm elections. 
the lack of transparency and responsiveness is so bad that the Department of Justice and some of its agencies have been repeatedly sued for the information. When President Biden ordered all 600 federal agencies to expand citizens' opportunities to register to vote and to obtain information about and participate in the electoral process on March 7th, 2021, Republican politicians, constitutional scholars, and election integrity specialists began to worry exactly what was up his sleeve. Okay, look, exactly right here. Mobilizing voters is always a political act. Yeah, so we saw all the ways that they cheated, and here they go on to say that the leftist groups know exactly what's going on. Of course they do. They're the ones who helped push all this cheating and, and fraud. Um, uh, so it's, I mean, they're trying to hide it, but it's obvious that we see it over and over and over again. Um, hello. So hopefully this unfolds and that it all comes back to the people. We are the leaders, not the corrupt people who think they are the leaders pulling the strings and, you know, Facebook and Zuckerberg donating or meta Zuckerberg, uh, funding these crimes, Soros funding riots. Hillary Clinton just indiscriminately murdering whoever she feels like she needs to, allegedly. Uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah, Jenica, exactly. It's one big circle jerk. Nailed it. Alright, so... Good job, Biden. Good job. You're doing great. Alright, we covered this a little bit last night. <laughs> the Biden administration will import baby formula from Mexico... Wow, Mexico has absolutely no shortage. Meanwhile, the U.S. shelves look like this uh, in most a lot of places. At least here it did in Washington State. I'm sure and I've heard about other places in the country as well, clearly. Um, so, yeah, we're getting it from Mexico. Imagine that. All right, climate change. Bad weather is damaging crop planting prospects for South Dakota farmers. More of this. Um, many South Dakota farmers have fallen significantly behind schedule on their planting thanks to rains and flooding seen in parts of the state. This is just more drought and weather that is going to affect our food supply later this year. Um, many farmers will have to rely on prevent planting insurance options. Uh, which does not solve the problem, although it may help keep them going. You guys, please make sure you're preparing for food shortages, energy shortages, uh, which means blackouts. Um, things are going to get bad. How bad are they going to get? This is what we don't know. Uh, hopefully it's mitigated to a point where we all get by just fine. But... Um, it could get ugly, so please buy a little bit of extra food when you go to the supermarket. Extra long-term food, so canned food, dry goods, things that you could repackage and uh, extend the life on flour. Um, I would be getting the baking things that you need for winter now and storing it properly to last that long and just keep away, keep animals away and that kind of thing. Um, of course, we have uh, our sponsor, My Patriot Supply, who sells long-term and short-term food storage, as well as other survival things, uh, such as water purification and that kind of thing. You could find that at redpills.tv slash patriot. And by using that link, redpills.tv slash patriot, you are helping yourself prepare, but also supporting the Red Pill Project, decentralized media. So we appreciate that.
But regardless of how you do it, do some kind of preparation. A little bit of preparation does go a long way and increases your chance, chances exponentially in a shit hits the fan scenario to be the survivors. So I know it's kind of scary to say it that way, but I mean, if shit hits the fan and things do go sideways, that's the reality of the situation. A little bit of preparation goes a long way. So have a little bit of extra food or a lot of extra food. I'm talking six months, a year, two years. Um, ideally, at least that's where my head's at. And a lot of other people who are preparing are there as well, if not even more extreme. So, um, what does that do for you? It helps you stay out of harm's way and stay out of trouble when everyone's hungry and they're going over to the local city property or, um, I don't know, city property, when they're going to the local, wherever they're meeting in your city to give their government handouts to everybody, um, there's going to be conflict there. There's going to be a lot of crime there and maybe you're not even near there or whatever, but, um, definitely don't want to be involved with the masses as the panic sets in. So, um, get it taken care of now instead of when the news breaks in the mainstream and everybody starts burning everything down and everything is totally stripped clean. Um, in the event that things can't make it into your area, um, it could happen. I'm not saying it is going to happen. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I think it, uh, is going to happen to some extent, um, around the world. And we already see it happening in Sri Lanka and other places. So, uh, the warning signs are there. Plus the food that they're giving out, who knows what's in that, right? Um, that's where my mind goes. <laughs> Red Pill Project, what's up? Looks like Josh is tuning in. Hey, dude. It's happening. It truly is happening. <laughs> All right, moving onward here, you guys. Let's see. Dr. Oz drops Trump branding from his website, signaling a departure from America first. <laughs> um yeah, I saw this yesterday. So Dr. Oz, the television celebrity and Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania, had dropped former President Trump from his campaign content as the hotly contested Senate election enters the final stretch of the midterm cycle. He had a picture with him and Trump next to each other, and now it's gone. I, I don't think this is a huge deal. It could just be a decision made by him and his website editors, and it could be nothing. And But then again, it could be... A childish indication, childish indication that things are changing with Dr. Oz. Uh, of course, Dr. Oz. I think uh, everybody, nobody, uh, too much. Nobody loves him too much. I think everyone knows he's a rhino, a flip flopper rhino who's pretending to be a gun advocate, but really is uh, probably a rhino. But interestingly enough, he's not the rhino that was chosen. I don't think he's one of the chosen rhinos, right? I think he's. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I don't trust him. <clears throat> yeah. So, onward here, of course, getting into a little bit of uh, China news. Is Oz, Jenica says, isn't Oz best friends with Oprah? I don't know, but that's concerning. She's like, isn't she an accused pedophile by some? Allegedly? Yeah, that's not good. All right, onward here. Leaked audio from TikTok meetings revealed China accessed U.S. user data report. Nobody's surprised, right? I think uh, I kind of assume with everything I'm using that 
it's being spied on by somebody. And of course, TikTok has been tied to China forever. Fears that China could snoop on TikTok users were confirmed in leaked recordings from internal meetings held held by the social media app's parent company, according to Bombshell Report Friday. Friday? Hold on a second. June 17th, 2022. Okay. Last Friday. The recordings revealed that China-based employees of ByteDance repeatedly accessed data tied to U.S. users, raising fresh concerns about TikTok, which had which once faced a ban in the United States because of privacy concerns under Trump. Audio clips from dozens of meetings revealed 14 statements from nine TikTok employees who said that ByteDance engineers in China could access non-public U.S. user data, BuzzFeed reported, citing material from more than 800, I'm sorry, more than 80 meetings. Chinese employees were capable of accessing the information from at least September 2021 to January. The leaked recordings suggest that Beijing-based ByteDance's ability to access U.S. user data was further reached than previously known, with one TikTok director stating at September 2021 gathering that the that one unnamed engineer in China was a master administrator who has access to everything. Bullshit that they didn't know. How do you not know this? This is your job. You're in this system every day. I don't buy it. Um, in a separate meeting that same month, a member of TikTok's trust and safety department uh, purportedly said that everything is seen in China. BuzzFeed said the recordings were made at TikTok meetings ranging from closed-door talks between company executives to all-hands presentations. The report suggests that TikTok officials may have downplayed the extent to which China has had access to its database and communications with both congressional lawmakers and the public. The outlet said it compiled statements from eight different employees who said U.S. who said U.S.-based TikTok workers had to consult with colleagues in China to assess the flow of user information, with American employees reportedly lacking the ability to look at the data. What the fuck? So of course they knew about it. If they had to go through China in order to do their jobs, and China has given them access to everything, it sounds like. No, how did? How are they going to pretend they didn't know? Ugh. TikTok is one of the most popular social media platforms, especially with children and young adults having more than 1 billion active users worldwide. I think that's bullshit. I think most of the users on TikTok, just like on Twitter, are bots. And I know this because I'm on TikTok and I see them. Um, quote, we know we're among the most scrutinized platforms from a security standpoint, and we aim to remove any doubt about the security of U.S. user data, TikTok spokesperson Maureen Shanahan said in a statement to BuzzFeed. That's why we hire experts in their fields, continually work to validate our security standards, and bring in reputable independent third parties to test our defenses, the spokesperson added. TikTok elaborated on its position in a separate statement to the Post, quote, as we publicly stated, we've brought in world-class ex- uh, internal and external security experts. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Get out of here. I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, so TikTok's a huge failure. Chinese spies are <laughs> plentiful, probably all over the web. So that's where we're at. Be careful with what you put on the internet. Assume that everybody has access to everything online because, well, they can. That's just the way it is. All right. Hope y'all are doing good. I see you all uh, chit-chatting over there. Zoom is compromised too. That's right, Jay. No doubt. No doubt. 
Yep. What isn't compromised? That's the list I want to see. You know what I mean? Alright, moving on here. A little bit of FBI action happening. FBI absent. Democrats defiant. Republicans lukewarm. As radical pro-abortion groups continue vicious attacks on pro-life groups. Here's a picture of a door with spray paint on it and also the front porch of this uh, location says you aren't uh, if abortion isn't safe you aren't either exclamation point with a heart oh. okay hmm. extreme acts of violence vandalism and arson by militant pro-abortion groups involving molotov cocktails and other incendiary devices have caused extensive damage to dozens of pregnancy crises clinics across the nation after the may 2nd leak Supreme Court draft opinion of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Wednesday's latest attack on attack on the Jackson Right to Life Clinic in Jackson, Michigan, marks the most recent in a string of assaults on pregnancy clinics and pro-life organizations claimed by a group billed Jane's Revenge. Hmm. So Jane's Revenge is the ones who claimed the attacks in May. In May, where firebombings, where firebombings of the um, Gresham Pregnancy Resource Center in Portland, Oregon, and the Compass Care Clinic in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, they're absolutely going crazy. Uh, Brandon Dutcher tweeted that at least 63 acts of violence, property destruction, and disruptions of religious services have occurred in the 52 days since the leak of a draft SCOTUS decision in the Dobbs abortion case. And here's one person being held by officers. I don't know if this is an actual image of these events or if it's just a stock image, but yeah, this is scary, man. They're going after it. Um, Next Step Pregnancy Center in Linwood, Washington was vandalized by a criminal dressed in all black. She tagged the property with a threat. If abortion isn't safe, you aren't either. Jane's Revenge. So cool. They're in my neighborhood. Here's the actual video of this wonderful person. Uh, looks like Antifa. Is Antifa Jane's revenge? <laughs> oh, God. Loser alert. Oh, God. Okay. Wow. This is a precursor to more violence. What losers? big time yep disgusting what's the big deal uh thank you fringe dweller for donating 117 big gold pills this morning good morning vince thank you good morning how you doing good to see you beautiful day to be alive we're just getting through it you know uh over there on d live we also got yay with three ice creams and black jester with three lemons thank you so much i appreciate it um, this is the last day of doom and gloom guys. So tomorrow we have, um, our morning coffee show on Fridays is, um, absolutely blessed with Friday funnies throughout. So, uh, we'll be having more fun than this, uh, promise. And then of course we'll launch into the weekend with a bunch of fun content that is less political. Um, Oh, wow. Jenica gifted a one-month subscription to Grandma Revolt. Congratulations. Um, 
with the subscriptions over there on DLive, you get access to the red pill um, emote. What do they call them? Yeah, an emote. If you click on the little happy face, you can see that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Woke AF. I love it. Thank you, Jenica. You rock. All right. So moving on here. Yeah, you know, I want to stop for a second. This Jane's Revenge thing, I want to do a deeper dive into it because from what I've read so far, the original Jane person isn't even supportive of this and it has pretty much gone to the right. <laughs> and um, I want to get more info and confirm that and see what actually is going on here. But that's my understanding thus far. And my feeling of the matter is, is that these Jane Revenge people are the same people that were Chaz Chop, at least in my neighborhood. They were the Chaz Chop people in Seattle in the Summer of Love that had that uh, autonomous zone or whatever they call it. And um, they absolutely just pretended that they owned a part of Seattle and they created a really shitty farm that washed away in the first rain and they were all drinking beers in the streets and shooting each other and it was just an absolute disaster. I think these Antifa is the same as Jane's Revenge and that it's just all these paid people to cause chaos in the streets and in our communities. Disgusting. Um, still, this is part of the reason why I say stay out of it. Be prepared. Protect what you have. Stay home. Be smart. Be safe. You don't want to be among these crooks and criminals um, because they are not mentally stable and it's dangerous. It's, it's dangerous. So, um, yeah. This is planned. This is organized. This is organized crime, in my opinion. Karen said she repented when she became Christian and admitted it was lies. Are you talking about um, Jane? That's really interesting. So she found Jesus, thank God. Uh, very interesting. Same group, different name. Okay, I'm going to have to do more research on that. Oh, she was picked and used for the case. All right, well, we'll have more on that maybe next week. I need a little bit of time to dig and do that. It's very interesting. So it looks like y'all have heard things about it as well. So I'm expecting to see more action by these radical pro-abortion groups, which is super creepy. Super, super creepy. Gates blasts IRS railroad agency buying up ammo. The heaviest artillery they need is a calculator. Yeah, no shit. Why are they buying ammo? And we knew this. We knew they were buying ammo. Um, probably just to, so you don't, you know. They're just taking it out of the supply, I bet. Well, who knows? They might use it. House Judiciary Committee member Matt Gates, Florida, sounded off Tuesday on news that the Internal Revenue Service, Railroad Retirement Board, and other federal agencies have been stocking up on thousands of rounds of ammunition. This says, uh, civilians face shortages as President Biden continues to claim no one needs such volumes of bullets. Oh my goodness. So it is concerning. And there is an interview here that we could watch. Uh, I'll post it in the recap on redpills.tv. Uh, thank you, McDav, for gifting the shades. More cat for Kevin or Prozac, whichever. Yeah, he needs something. He needs to be taught a lesson. Thank you so much, McDav. Good morning. Uh, I think actually he's finally sleeping in his bed. He's just 
too much. Uh, is this not streaming on Rumble? Oh God. Let me see. It is streaming on Rumble. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it should be streaming everywhere just fine according to what I see here. So, yeah. Um, this is really odd. Um, so, you guys, make sure you're prepared. Again, if you're a trained uh, hunter or a, you know, if you have weapons and you need ammo, get it now. Because when shit hits the fan, you're not going to be able to get it. You could trade ammo. You could shoot ammo. You can hunt with ammo. Uh, ammo is priceless in times like these. So add that to your list of things you need to get. After you have shelter, food, water. Uh, well, shelter, water, food. Uh, start getting things like ammo and whatnot because it could be good. could be good. Pentagon wants Elon Musk to drop soldiers into conflicts from space. This is kind of cool. The Pentagon is collaborating with Elon Musk's company. Okay, I say it's cool. This is um, a lot more than just cool. This is also concerning and uh, interesting. But The Pentagon is collaborating with Elon Musk's company SpaceX to investigate the possibility of using the company's rockets to drop troops and equipment into global flashpoints. The military's work with the private space company covers a wide array of research initiatives. According to the, a partially redacted research agreement, originally obtained by the Intercept via a Freedom of Information Act request and was made public on June 19th, the Cooperative Research and Development Agreement PDF, uh, outlines the joint efforts of the U.S. Transportation Command, U.S. Transcom, and SpaceX, quote, to collaboratively investigate commercial space transportation capabilities as a transportation mode to expedite global delivery to Department of Defense material and personnel. Uh, delivery of DOD material and personnel. U.S. Transcom is one of the military's un-unified uh, combatant commands. It provides for the military's transportation needs and heavily relies on commercial infrastructure and technologies to carry out its mission in projecting, projecting and sustaining military power. So, they want to use spaceships to drop things out of space and land them into the zones where they need their, uh, oops, zones where they need their equipment and people. Can I get a 556? What? Yeah, it does sound a little shady. Um... It does sound shady, of course, because they're not going to use it for us. This is going to be used for war, and it's going to be used by the Biden administration, uh, most likely, right now. So it's concerning. This is this is the war. This is uh, war. What am I trying to think of? This is the advancement of technology in warfare. Um, really interesting. Apparently SpaceX, Elon Musk, they do a lot of work with the DoD and whatnot, so I'm not surprised they're doing this. Um, when will we see things falling out of the sky to battle zones? I don't know. Who knows, but they're, they're uh, obviously planning on it or seeing the possible 
the possibility of making that happen. Wow. So it's pretty damn interesting. Russia, Russia, Russia. Russian success in the Donbass accelerates by the Gateway Pundit. Here is a map of Ukraine uh, that I cannot make larger. Here we go. Here's a map of Ukraine. When the Uber Neocon Institute uh, for the Study of War is conceding reluctantly that Russia is carving up the Ukrainians in the Donbass, it is an unmistakable sign that something big is up. Here is the ISW's spin. Um, reinforced Russian air defense systems in eastern Ukraine are increasingly limiting the effectiveness of Ukrainian drones, undermining a key Ukrainian capability in the war. Russian forces continued to make gains to the south of Lysychansk and will likely reach the city in the coming days. Although they are unlikely to quickly capture the Sovereignetsk Lysychansk area, Russian forces continued offensive operations towards Slavyansk uh, and made minor advances. Russian forces intensified efforts to interdict Ukrainian lines of communication along the T-132 bakhmut lysychansk highway in order to support Russian operations toward Lysychansk. Russian forces focused on defensive operations along the southern axis and may have made marginal gains within Mykolaiv Oblast. Uh, Russian authorities are continuing measures to facilitate the economic integration of occupied areas. Interesting. Um, so, while conceding that Russia is advancing steadily in the Donbass, the ISW folks try to downplay the situation on the ground by insisting the gains are minor. They're not minor. The ISW's anal analysis reminds me of Leo DiCaprio in the Titanic hanging on the, the floating headboard of the bed while freezing to death. Oh, Lord. Here too are two examples. Members of the Russian military community continue to comment on the shortcomings of Russian force-generation force capabilities, which are having tangible impacts on the morale and discipline of Russian fighting in Ukraine. Ukrainian forces conducted a drone strike, likely with a loitering munition, though this cannot be confirmed, on a Russian oil refinery in Novoshakintsk, uh, Rostov, Rostov Oblast on June 22nd, which we talked about. Basically, this article by the Gateway Pundit is pointing out how they are publishing fake news, misleading news about Russia. Um, <laughs> so this is a long article where they do a good job of doing that. If you want to read the whole thing, it'll be on redpills.tv in a little bit. So, yeah, Russia is absolutely obliterating uh, Ukraine to the extent that we see here on this map, including over there on the border of Moldova. And we see escalations um, up in the north with Lithuania stopping the uh, supplies coming into Russia. And this could be the escalation to a further deeper war. Um really concerning thing happening over there in Russia that could develop into something bad.
Thank you, McDav, with the gift of uh, shades. Oh, I think you already said that. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you again. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, this Russia situation is really interesting. It's developing quickly. What's going to happen next? We'll see. Here's Russia. Putin pushes for stronger ties with BRICS nations. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Wednesday called for a strengthening of ties with the influential club of BRICS, emerging economies, amid unprecedented Western sanctions imposed over Ukraine. Quote, Businessmen of our countries are forced to develop their business under difficult conditions where Western partners neglect the basic principles of market economy, free trade, as well as the inviolability of private property, Putin told a BRICS business forum via video link. On the eve of a BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, virtual summit, the Russian leader denounced, quote, the permanent implementation of a new politically motivated sanctions that contradict, quote, common sense and basic economic logic. He said Russia is actively redirecting its trade flows and external economic contacts toward reliable international partners above all the BRICS countries. Hmm. The barrage of Western sanctions against Moscow has pushed Putin to seek new markets and strengthen ties with countries in Africa and Asia. Putin said that discussions were ongoing on the opening of Indian chain stores in Russia, increasing the share of Chinese automobiles on the Russian market. Um, interesting. Russia oil deliveries to China and India are increasing. Agricultural cooperation developing is the uh, Agricultural cooperation is developing dramatically, as is the export of Russian fertilizer to BRICS countries, BRICS countries, which again is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Russia is also developing alternative international transfer mechanisms with BRICS partners and an international reserve currency to reduce dependence on the dollar and the euro. An international reserve currency... That sounds like the ruble. The ruble is going to be BRICS reserve currency backed by gold. And it's gone from $1 to 75 rubles to $1 for 50 rubles about in a very quick time. Um, so this is... A change. This is a change. You know, nobody really. Uh, I think there's going to be a good fight between the dollar and the ruble and all these different currencies, but uh, there will be a fight, and it is a dynamic situation that's changing rapidly. So we'll see what happens. This goes into more economic stuff, but it's absolutely interesting that this is all occurring. So a lot of people are like, I need rubles. You don't need rubles. Um, if you really feel like you need rubles, you're just as good getting, uh, gold and silver and commodities, metals, um, food, that kind of thing first, but it's backed by gold anyway. So why do you need a ruble when it's attached to that drama when you could just have the gold? That's my opinion. Um, all right, onward here.
few more stories. EU champion Airbus has deep links to Chinese military industrial complex, report says. The plane maker has key manufacturing facilities in China, and its local CEO is a member of the Communist Party. This is Airbus. This is a huge airplane manufacturer over there in the EU. Wow. I'm not surprised. Look, I'm under the impression uh, that the aerospace industry worldwide is deeply corrupt and crooked. So I'm not surprised by this at all. And it's very vast. You know, we have, you know, Boeing operates out of Australia. Boeing operates out of all these different countries. And also they work with European countries. And this is a huge thing. You know, when you're manufacturing an airplane, you get things from all over the world. It's a collaborative effort. Um, but I wonder how deep these links are <laughs> between Airbus and the Chinese military industrial complex. Um, top European plane maker Airbus had, has advanced technology sharing and manufacturing agreements with entities linked to China state run military apparatus. Uh, this reminds me of Hillary and sharing our programs with China. So that's concerning. Um, it's interesting, though. You know, I think this... Ah, it's interesting. So I think... I think China's split... I think just like everywhere else, China's split with its different heads of the Hydra. Um, this is an interesting one. I don't know what to make of it. We'll see. I mean, I think this is just a huge mess. It just goes to show that everything's super corrupt and that China has everybody's technology. Uh, but... It takes a lot to manufacture these things, so I don't know how useful some of the information will be without the infrastructure and the capability to put it all together, manufacture it. Usually everybody comes together to do so, so I don't know if they could manage to do it on their own or what, but this is actually a picture of the final assembly line in uh, Tianjin, China. You know, in China manufactures a lot of parts for not just Airbus, you know, for all other aerospace companies. So, yeah. Um, and they do try to limit them, though. Like, you know, they're not going to send um, things that are protected under certain uh, restrictive measures to China. At least they're not going to uh, without hiding it. But... Um, there are things in place where it's like, yeah, you're not going to send certain things to China to be manufactured because it's proprietary protected information, uh, such as military information or things of that nature. So weapons and things like that. But, um, a lot of our passenger planes, a lot of things, you know, without China, we couldn't even have made. Interestingly enough. Believe it or not. Green Colt now going after green energy to abolish it too. Why? Why? They're just trying to destroy all energy. It's not about green. It's about destruction. This article may contain statements that reflect the opinion of the author. Um, first it was fossil fuels. Now environmentalists are targeting green energy, which they now claim is toxic, despite pushing for it, <laughs> pushing it for many years as the solution to oil, coal, and gas. The European Commission is right now trying to add lithium, 
which is used to make batteries for electric cars, bicycles, and more, to a toxic, toxic substance list, which would drive up battery prices all across the supply chain. Well, that's all you need to know. Who benefits most from the price of lithium going up? Joe Biden and his crooks. That's right. Bingo. Anyway, so of course they're going after that too. I mean, why not? Grocery train chain Publix says it will not vaccinate children under five and does not need to explain. The grocery store chain Publix said it would not be distributing COVID-19 vaccines for children under the age of five at any of its pharmacy locations, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Spokesperson Hannah Herring, Herring said Tuesday that Publix would not be explaining its decision at this time. I'll explain it for them. They don't want to be complicit in the genocide of the human population. There, explained. Publix was a major player in Florida's COVID-19 vaccinations, but now the grocery chain says it will not vaccinate children under five. Why are they vaccinating anybody? Is it okay to kill people that are older than five? Freaking dunce. Um, but, I mean, I guess it's kind of good news, but it's also kind of dumb. And, of course, Florida is being criticized for not pre-ordering COVID vaccines for children under five. Florida doesn't recommend it. Governor Ron DeSantis says, why are people so frightened about COVID and kids? Media hysteria and misinformation. That's right. Kids have no, uh, kids are not threatened by these diseases that we've seen by the so much data that has been put out. Oh, gee, the misinformed public. They just listen to the fake news and they think that they're not being lied to. Sad. Well, they're starting to wake up. All right. Whoa, God. What do we got here? U.S. swimmer Anita Alvarez rescued by coach after fainting in the pool. Holy crap. At the World Aquatic Championships. If you guys watched the Daily Dose last night, you probably saw Josh covered several deaths of young people just having heart attacks. Well, most of them were young, but... Uh, the oldest one was 55, and to me, that is still young. So all these young people dying, most of them in their 20s, just out of nowhere. Heart attacks, oh, professional athletes, this kind of thing. This is not normal. This is a result of all of these uh, deadly jabs that we're getting put into our neighbors and our friends and our families and even, even, even ourselves. Uh, many people were coerced into getting this, so um, it's very sad. I bet this has to do with that. A 25-year-old swimmer who was competing at the World Aquatics Championship in Budapest, Hungary, had a lucky escape on Thursday after fainting in the pool before being rescued by her coach. Um, she lost consciousness in the final of the women's solo free event after completing her routine at the championships and could be uh, seen sinking to the bottom of the pool. Um, she was rescued... And she's okay. They're just like, wow, she must have really been swimming hard. Oh, I hate it when this happens. No. 25-year-olds don't just faint. This means that there's a huge issue. Um, very rarely does somebody get worked to the point of having a heart attack at 25 years old. Unless they're like uh, hopped up on drugs and absolutely they don't have their brain telling them when to stop. Maybe in that case... Um, like if they're on PCP or something, I don't know, but or cocaine. 
but just in a natural state, pushing yourself, you're not supposed to be having a heart attack when you're 25. Hello? Or losing consciousness. That's a sign of major health problems. And it's not normal. So uh, I wish everybody the best uh, with their health. Uh, make sure, you know, I'm really focusing on my health nowadays. I'm starting to try to get in shape, exercise more, be conscious of what I'm putting into my body, you know, cutting out crap um, because health is important. Um, having those vitamins in your system and being active and keeping your system functioning the way it's supposed to is key in staying healthy when everybody is sick around you. Um, so you guys definitely try to get motivated, try to get motivated and, uh, look after yourselves and your families and stay healthy, stay active, get up, do a little bit of stretching. Even if it's just some basic stuff, do it. Any type of motion is good for your body, so do it. You know, I don't care if it's something super simple as you sit down and get up ten times, but it's it all helps. So everybody get out there and stay healthy and active. Eat right. Cut out the crap. Cut out the sugar. It's poison. Uh, California bill will sanction sanction physicians for spreading COVID misinformation information. Of course, they want to. They want to hide the, the truth. Uh, this bill will not help us deal with COVID more effectively. Doctors will be punished for practicing medicine according to their best judgment. Yeah. So when we have wonderful doctors like Doctor Sherwood, experts like Judy Mikovits, and many others on the Daily Dose, they want this stuff to stop. They don't want doctors to have you come into their office or their private practice and be able to tell you the truth and actually help you. They want people to suffer and faint from doing a little competitive swim. Uh, so this is disgusting. This stuff has to stop. Um, me for one, I have the first amendment. I'm going to talk about whatever the heck I want and I'm never going to stop unless, uh, I'm forced to, which means I don't know. sew my mouth shut, I'll learn sign language though, and I'll start. I'll just sit here and sign it if I have to. So, um, good thing we have at least some basic fundamental rights, but we have to definitely be aware that they can be taken away, and we have to protect them, and we have to be vigilant, and we have to be loud on our soapboxes, and we have to be careful. Ah, crazy world we live in, you guys. Absolutely crazy world. Um, if you guys didn't know, the Dark to Light show is available on our audio podcasts, wherever you get audio podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, etc. If you sign up there, you can listen to this show, you can listen to Josh's Dark to Light show, and all our other shows um, on the go, audio only, um, through those um, podcasting apps. So if you are a commuter and you drive, you could combine the show with your commute. And there, now you just created more time during your day for other stuff. So please subscribe, rate, uh, follow, uh, review on wherever you get your podcasts and find The Red Pill Project. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, thank you all for joining once again. Um, thank you for everybody who donated during the show. If anybody wants to donate and support all of our shows here and help us keep the lights on and keep the content flowing, you guys could uh, 
go to our gifts and go is one way to do it. And that is at redpills.tv slash go. You can donate anything from a couple bucks to a cup of coffee to 17 bucks or whatever you'd like. And that will go directly to us to help support decentralized news and media. Also, we have a private social network, you guys. Please join socialredpill.com. It's free to join. You have access to you know a vast majority of everything there. Um, and you can share your ideas, share news, have conversations with other people, um, have debates, all this kind of stuff. Uh, we have our Zoom meetings there, all kinds of stuff. We do polls. Josh is on there. Andrea is on there. You could contact any of us there. Um, socialredpill.com, free to join. You could also sign up with a subscription, and that helps support us. But it is free to join. We'd love to see you there at the very least, please. Uh, it's a wonderful place. I mean, it's wild. I there's I could I can't even keep up with all the activity on there. I uh, I try, but man, everyone has so much to say and so much to share, and I learn a lot from there. Thank you guys who share the things that you come across with us over on the social red pill and everywhere else. It really uh, brings things to light from time to time, and it's extremely helpful. So the red pill family is fantastic. Uh, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Um, We'll be back again tonight with um, the pardon me with the final episode of the Daily Dose for this week with Joshua Reed. It'll be great. So I can't wait to see you guys tonight, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Have a great day. Be safe. Stay positive. Stay healthy. And we'll uh, see you soon. Take care. <laughs>